This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Thanks to Rode Microphones and Harlan Hogan's VoiceOver Essentials, the home of the Porter Booth Pro. Uh, this week, a topical one for me because um, I had an issue with uh, my monitor speakers. So I had to grab a couple of new ones just so I could monitor with speakers. And I picked up a couple of small Genelex, the 8010s. Now, my question is, what sort of monitors should someone have if they're working from home in a not perfect environment and maybe not a very big environment? Those are the little baby eight Genelex with three-inch drivers, but they're still made with like an aluminum cast housing and yeah, like a waveguide. Super high-quality little tiny, tiny speakers, yeah. I'm of the mindset that the smaller the space, the smaller the speaker. I mean, you really, when you have a really small space, if you're literally monitoring in your booth, you do not want a speaker with a lot of low end. It's just, it's going to be a total mess because all that low end of the speaker is going to resonate like crazy with the low end in your studio, unless it's exquisitely tuned. So a speaker that doesn't have a lot of low end is probably your friend. So, you know, I think... Genelec is one of the few companies that can get away with making a speaker that tiny that still has decent response. I mean, I haven't checked the low-end response on that speaker, but it's, I bet it's probably down to like 60 or 70 hertz, right? I mean, They are uh, pretty amazing. I, I, it's funny because you A-B them with like big monitors and um, it's not that different. I mean, they're, they're, they're very accurate. The only thing I've noticed is slightly different um, and it may be because the my Yamaha's hyped in the top end or something. I don't know, and I've just got used to that. Right. But I yeah. did notice the top end in the Yamahas, the MSP10s that I have, is much cleaner and more detailed than the Genelex. But then the Genelex may be actually giving me an accurate Yeah, r- Genelex are known for being a bit dark. They're dark, yeah. Yeah, they are not bright. So they will take a while they to get used to. They got that mid-range, yeah. like... Uh, 67 yeah. hertz. They had, they're, they're down 60B at 67 so these would be these really arguably are perfect for voiceover people because they're just going to roll off on the garbage end at the bottom end anyway, which you don't even want to hear. Well, you they're do want to hear it in terms of depending on how well you have your your plosives dealt with. Oh, you know how you many might, plosives might, I hear go to finish on TV all the time? Lately? I know. That's the oh thing. Oh, my God. That's the thing because people are mixing crap on their laptops. True. Like, they never hear just the using the laptop speakers. I deal with a co-host on another podcast I do who doesn't even listen to himself when we're recording and just pops all over the place. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't hear it. Like, yeah, these speakers won't recreate the big low-end subwoofer booms. So these things and a subwoofer could be pretty actually wicked awesome. Their subwoofer is pretty good and quite expensive. Um, You could probably pair these with a less expensive subwoofer, but... Um, they're excellent. I had a client who put them inside a pair of old radio desktop radios. So he wanted his studio to have this super old retro thirties look. And so he just got these old tabletop radios, gutted them and inside sit a pair of these 8010s. And it's really cool because you have no idea that these little old radios are actually super high quality monitors. There's another pair of monitors in that size range, in that micro size made by a completely out-of-the-ordinary company that you wouldn't think of called IK Multimedia. And they have these little baby monitors that are actually very similar in size and design to those Genelex. They look a lot like the Genelex in terms of that very small size, 
And these suckers are very affordable. I mean, Genelec is in a class, a different class, you know, arguably. This pair of speakers cost less than one of the Genelecs, right? So it's a different class. But still, if you don't have a lot of room, these little babies for like 250 I think they are for a pair, um, take up very little space. And I've heard them. They pack a punch without distortion, uh, which is nice. They may actually be a little too ba bass heavy, actually. But they're, uh, they're a nice option, too. So I like little monitors. I think they're really cool. What do you run, Robert? For little monitors, my favorite, and they're not so little, but my, my favorite little monitors are probably like the Genelec 1029s for portable little monitors. And That's a, a five-inch driver, right? Five or it's six? like five inch. The, yeah. the, the, the woofer and the tweeter are like, you could throw that speaker down the stairs and nothing's going to happen to it. Yeah. It's great for mobile. The thing looks like, I mean, it's just heavy. It's just dense. It's a Genelec, but yeah, I like those. The, the, those are cool. Um, I, I don't really deal with too many speakers that are smaller than that. Like I'm trying yeah. to think. I really used to love like Radio Shack Minima 7s. Oh, minima, yeah. minima fives. Like I, I, I just found out that they don't, you can't get woofers for those anymore. And they're just like, same thing, like a metal case, like solid little four inch driver that had like a pretty good excursion to it. So I could kick it out. And I think they made one with a port in the back and the other one that didn't, but those aren't powered. I mean, I assume we're talking about powered monitors. Um, like back in the day, Fostex made a nice pair of little, but they didn't have a tweeter. They were just like, Little four inch woofer. Kind of like the Aura Tones, kind of like that. Yeah, but like a powered Aura Tone. Um, yeah. And um, like another one that had the similar thing was, uh, oh, who was it? Roland had one that they would sell with the Avids. So you, you'd always see those at <laughs> the Avid editors, you know, but they were popular. Same, right. Like sort of desktop speakers that had a decent little amp in them. Some of them had like a little guitar input. These days, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess. It seems like there's a ton of them, you know, there's, um, you know, I'm sure Behringer makes about 10 things in this range. Um, there's the Aventone, the Cube as well. They have a um, passive one and now a powered Aventone Cube. So it's kind of like, like an active Auratone. And that's an interesting take, to, take on the idea too. Yeah. So George, what do you normally see when you're out with home studios particularly? What sort of uh, speaker monitors do you come across? I mean, honestly, it's rare that I see anything close to the class of a Genelec. It's usually going to be M Audio brand or Logitech. nowadays. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what's gotten popular lately is actually, um, and I think they're really good, are Personas Iris yeah. model uh, brand speakers. They have a pair of monitors. They're really cheapy, cheapy, cheapy ones are the kind where the amp is in one and then there's a speaker wire that runs to the other. They're like the $99 price range. And, you know, most of the $99 monitors out there sound pretty crap at the low end. They get very resonant and boomy and muddy because the cabinets are not made very well. But the Personas Iris, I think they're called the 3.5s or in that $100 ballpark, are respectable. You know, and voice actors are not mixing generally. They're not doing major, they're not really making big judgment on their sound. They just want to hear something through something other than their headphones. And for that, these kinds of little speakers are okay. But, you know, mixing, you got to have a room tuned for your monitors. You got to have a, you got to have bass traps. You got to know what you're doing. The room's got to be set up right or it's just not going to translate. 
I mean, you can actually get a pretty good idea of what a mix sounds like on some of those like JBL, um, the hell do they call them? Uh, the studio monitors or the no, uh, no, 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 no. control ones low, or something? Way lower, 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 lower. Oh, you mean like, like, like Bluetooth, a Bluetooth speaker? A Bluetooth thing. Yeah, with like the little, you know, like passive or non-passive woofer on the side of it. Yeah. Some of those actually um, have some good volume to them. They have an they have an external eighth inch analog input, which is really what you want instead of kicking it all over Bluetooth. Right. They get pretty loud. They have decent. I mean, I, I know a lot of guys who mix music and they check on those speakers. They'll check on something like well, that. Well, it's a good thing to check on because you know that's what they're going to be listened to a lot of the time. So if it it's, sounds it's pretty full spectrum, is my right. point. You know, it doesn't have yeah. the right stereo setup, but if you're right. looking for compact and get loud enough like some of those can be okay actually yeah i i have a pair of uh oddball bluetooth speakers i got on amazon a while ago some weird brand zan's cool or something okay i just got them because they were a pretty good price i think they were like 50 or 60 dollars for the pair and what made them unique is it's two powered monitor speakers Mm -hmm. that um have their own quarter inch or eighth inch jacks and it comes with a y splitter cable so you have really actually two two Bluetooth speakers and they can be run independently or paired. So when they're in pairing mode, there's a left and there's a right. And their fidelity is shockingly good. I mean, they don't kick out the bass, but they also have a, they're not distorted either. They don't have any uh, coloration. They're very clean. And um, I've brought these with me. I've carried them on my bike. They fell off my bike at about 25 miles an hour when flying across the road in Montreal. Don't ask me why. And I still have them, and they still work beautifully. Um, and like I, I mean, you'd be shocked how good these things can sound. So it, it can sometimes be shockingly good sound out of a very inexpensive package when whoever designed them just happened to be doing the right things. And a lot of it has to do with the cabinet. You know, they have to be very Solid tight cabinet. and non-resonant yeah. cabinets. Yeah, I think I think as long as it's giving you a fairly broad spectrum. You know, and yeah. then um, down to fifty is, or sixty hertz, maybe. Yeah, and then it's giving you s- s- decent volume. You, like your next job is just to get to know it. Yeah, and then and then once you know your speaker, then you can, ba- you know, like make decisions based on what you know how things sound. And then if you hear stuff that you like and you want to sound like that, well, then make yourself sound like that. Yeah, um, you got to know your speaker. speaker. You got to know your monitors. You got to really know them. Like now, see, Andrew's got his eighty tens and. Andrew has a new speaker to familiarize himself yeah, with. Right. And, Another know. learning curve. Yeah, but that's the, true, the main though. thing about the speakers for me is just being able to make sure that the audio I've captured doesn't have any issues, like hearing clicks and mouth clicks or some kind of ambient noise that you know, like a chair or creaking or something. It's that's the only reason I want them to be accurate, so I don't send some dodgy file off. And what are you using, Robo? Uh, I got some. Dyn Audio acoustics, but they're passive, which mm-hmm. I want to get rid of. I was actually going to say I'm, I'm looking around at the moment, and I was looking at the um, uh, sorry, mental blank. Uh, the Eve, I think you were looking at yeah, the Eve. That well, yeah, the Eve audios were suggested to me, but I was uh, and Adam. Yeah, I was originally looking at the Adam audios, the, just the seven-inch ones, um, and actually the guys from Imaging Blueprint. I was talking to them, and they've got the Eve audio. Seven inch. Um, you're which you're looking for a pair of powered speakers. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of the amp. 
and um, yeah, I want to dump the amp. So um, and go powered. So um, so yes, yeah, so I've, I've actually. How looking come? At I just want to not to be devil's advocate, but why do you, why do you not like what you already have? What's they're what's just deficient? they're getting old. They're seventeen years old. Um, so they're sort of at the end of their lifespan. I know what you should buy, but you're going to have to get divorced. Okay, you ready? <laughs> go and hit me the with it Key anyway. Audio Three Pro. Key Three Pro. Key is spelled K. I I K I I. That's the name of the brand of the speaker. You should get these. <laughs> Key Audio what Pro. Key Audio. Yep. Three. Three Pro. Pro. Just three. Okay. The Key Three. I'll have a look. I'll tell them George sent me. Tell tell them I sent you. <laughs> George, George, do you know what I'm running at at, at the studio? That's yeah, they're only like seven thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> They're freaking insane, dude. Yeah, right. I, they, I have heard them in person. They are out freaking rageous. They're insane. Yeah. Here, look <laughs> these up. I'm uh, Dunlavy SV4. Yeah, Dunlavy. Or S1V, sorry. S, uh, what is it? Dun, yeah, Dunlavy SC1V. That's what you're running? I got those sitting on cement blocks that go through the floated floor. Nice. That's like mastering level stuff, isn't it? Pretty much. And I got those running into a Mark Levingston amp. Beauty. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but the other speaker that I have that I really love is the Meyer HD1. That one's an incredible speaker. I was going to do this off air, but it might be interesting since we've got onto the subject now is um, I have heard the Adam Audio speakers that I'm speaking of, but I haven't heard the Eve ones um, at the bo- that the boys at Imaging Blueprint suggested, but apparently... They're designed by the guys who created Adam Audio originally. Is that correct? I think it's, it's like a spinoff brand. It's like a spinoff sort of consumer. Well, apparently the guys brand? who created Eve left Adam and went and started Eve Audio because um, they're surprisingly uh-huh. similar. The only, about the only difference in terms of looks is that the the Eve Audio has the controls on the front, all the knobs and stuff, as opposed to on the back. But they've got the the flat square tweeter and the whole kit and caboodle. Um, but more the point yeah, was I was interested tweeter. to know yeah. sound-wise whether there actually was too much of a difference. Good question. Yeah. I, Man, yeah, speaker monitors are, you know, kind of like microphones. You can spend 300 or 3,000. Yeah. Some are amazing and, and they're not really great for mixing on. I mean, I had this experience. I've got a pair of uh, BMW 802s. They're kick-ass, and they're so wonderful to listen on. The problem is that everything you put up there, you're like, oh, God, that's awesome, and you don't want to do anything to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the, the other funny thing I noticed is that, um, like, a pair of speakers I use a ton is a pair of NS10s. And those Dunleavies sound more like the NS10s in the mid-range than the Genelex do. Interesting. It's mm. crazy flipping between the, the darkness of the Genelex and the more, like, maybe it's... Uh, it's fatiguing. I don't know, but the more, just yeah. the more clear and like transparent sound of these other monitors. It's well, I was yeah. surprised by the KRKs. The KRKs are pretty bright. Oh, right? they the hurt your ears. I, I had listened yeah, to some, the and I, there was just bright. no way I could sit in front of those for 13, 14 hours a day and walk away with my ears not bleeding. It's funny because um, those that the old Yamahas I've got, and I, I was talking to Robert about these a couple of weeks back. Um, the MSP10s that never really took off, which was kind of surprising, really, because Yamaha had become a staple with the NS10s. But then they moved into the powered speaker with, you know, basically a, 
a copy of a Genelec, I guess. Uh, they sound incredible, but you rarely see them anywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a number of speakers like that. I think Yorkville's got a pair of mon- powered monitors that are sort of like really good, doesn't get a lot of attention. I, I think M-Audio made a bunch of speakers that weren't too bad. I've seen more BX5s and BX5A, BX5As with blown drivers and blown amps. Oh, really? Those things were the all the rage about five, ten years ago, little powered monitors, but they don't last. They, I've what replaced the smaller, a ton of those. What are, there's like a pair of M-Audios that are more like the size of the Genelec um, 1029s, like five-inch drivers. That BX8 those, or something like that. I've never owned yeah. a pair, so I, so I wouldn't actually know. <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of those were around in studios. I, I some Yamahas, um, but frankly, I got to be honest. Before I jump off, and I do have to jump off uh, in a minute, um, I tell a lot of my clients to not use studio monitors um, because they don't have a room for them. So they really screw up their judgment of the sound through these speakers. When they they play something back and they say, "I sound really sibilant," or "I sound really boomy and bottomy." And then I'm like, well, send, let me hear your audio. And then I hear it and I go, what are you listening through? And they say, you know, monitors, speakers, blah, 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 my desk shoved in the corner. Yeah, well, that's why they're so boomy and button. And that's why you can't really trust them. And so I'm, I'm very wary to recommend speakers unless I know something about the space they're going to use them in or just what they're going to use them for. Because um, they, they really can throw off your judgment of the, the true sound, the true EQ, like the actual tonal balance. Would you uh, would you recommend people getting that uh, sonar kit? The um, okay, man, cover? that's a whole nother show, man. We should do one on the sonar. <laughs> Let's software. do that. Let's do okay. that. <laughs> Let's do one on the sonar because I used it for a while. And didn't I, they go out of I business? Turn it off. Sonar? Yeah, I think so. The sonar reference uh, monitor software is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah. that I thought you were talking about like the DAW. Oh, not the DAW. No, there's this reference software for tuning monitors and headphones and you can recalibrate them yeah mm. and i ran that on my dt770 pro headphones and i wanted to, i i wanted to kill myself because i because <laughs> because like i realized that what i've been hearing if this is what they're so if this is accurate and what i'm listening to is not accurate what the hell am i doing because like the accurate version was so dramatically different from what i'm used to hearing every day that it just completely screwed up my frame of reference. Like I, I was like, I, I can't do it. But I, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't like it. It sounded amazing. It added like a whole lower octave to my headphones. You know, it flattened out the low end response and made up for the roll off. So they had all this low end that never existed. And it, it just completely changed the voice of the headphone. But then I, I've been using these same headphones for 20, I've used two different pairs for 20 years. And I just know these headphones. So it was a crazy thing. So cra- it was like having bad eyesight and then putting on glasses and being yes. freaked out. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> I don't yeah, know how well, to describe it, but it was like that. Well, that's definitely uh, our next show. I think we should talk about that. <laughs> we could talk about that stuff. Cause, yeah, wow. yeah. Because I've been looking at those things and thinking oh, it could be a good idea. Try the demo. Okay. So I had a demo and I used it for 30 days. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> it was an eye opener, ear opener. <laughs> well, on that note, um, let's get out of here. This show was mixed by Voodoo Sound, edited by Andrew Peters, using Source Connect Now and Rode microphones, with technical support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe and like us. You look for trouble.